Welcome back to another episode of Discussion with a Friend. I'm Jay. Welcome back, y'all. It's your boy, Rod. Yeah, and before we get started, we'd like to announce that uh, we are officially on Spotify. We're officially on Apple Music. We know you guys have been requesting that for a couple of months. We finally got that figured out. Um, we also are going to be on uh, TikTok real soon. I don't know the exact date for that. I'm not in control of that. I'll let Rodney speak on that a little bit more, and I'll also let him speak on our special episode today. Yep, so we're getting on TikTok. Uh, I already have a couple videos up there, but it's Discussion with the Friend podcast. Go ahead and, you know, show us some love. We got our best clips of, you know, the first 16 episodes that we did. So definitely check that out. And then, yeah, we got a special episode. Um, We're going to start doing this once a month. So it's going to be a little bit different from what we normally do. We usually have guests come on and um, talk more about their profession, their career, uh, so this time we're just going to have a couple of different guests uh, come on and we're going to discuss a couple different topics that we think are interesting. So stay tuned. You know, it's our first time doing this. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it can go horribly long or it can go good. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. But uh, find our, out. Topics, our topics today are uh, social media, um, social media, white girl missing syndrome, and then we have money versus life. So it's just going to be a couple of interesting topics that we're going to discuss with two of our best friends, Kenneth Marina and then Jalen Rose. So um, anyway, let's get right into it, bro. Let's get right, it back. See, this my beef flex. Hey, this is skip the line because it's me next. Why you always capping? Why you playing? This ain't real. All right, cool, fellas. Well, before we get started, uh, we already, you know, announced who y'all are. Pretty much everybody know y'all. But uh, if you guys want to tell everybody about yourselves again real quick, that would be much appreciated for the audience. Kenny or Jay, one of y'all go first. Go ahead, Kenny. Uh, Kenneth Marina, uh, one of their best friends, uh, job title buyer, just turned 25. Just trying to grind and be a, a better person every day. Hey, man, don't don't forget that you married now, bro. Throw that out there, too. Just Let got, I didn't want to, I didn't want to try to talk about it. Just got married, good <laughs> wed. All That's that. all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> All right. My name is Jalen. Uh, I'm a HR specialist in the military. 24. Uh, still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. But it's always a grind. You feel me? Sir. So uh, before we get like officially started, how y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? You know, Saturday, we got Rose up at 930. Kenny, but you like you already started your day. So how everybody been doing up for a minute? What you been doing? I got up. I uh, cleaned a lot. Cook breakfast, had breakfast with the wife. Oh, that boy was up at six. Yeah, I've been sending me a message. We've been talking about meek meal. Boy, I woke up screaming expensive <laughs> pain, bro. As soon as I got out the bed, oh, this album, bro, it's better than that COB and Donda. Oh, God, Man, I can agree. Take that to the huh? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to run it back again, bro. Because um, run it back I'm, a few times. You'll like it. I'm gonna have to spin it back. Yeah, bro, that's the code. But you got the time wrong. It's I'm only two hours behind. Oh, I thought it was three. I don't know why. That's only two. That ain't bad then. It's not too bad. Hey, well, fellas, let's let's just hop right into it. Skip over the we'll skip over the how we doing. We know how we doing, man. We all talk all the time. Uh, so uh, where you want to start first, Rod? You want to start with the the money versus life, social media, white girl syndrome? Where where we starting at? I mean, shoot. What y'all want to do, man? It can, it can go either Never way. Pick one, don't matter. 
we can start. We can start with uh, money versus life. I'm gonna let Rodney shoot on this one because this is like your main topic that you wanted to discuss. So let's deep dive into this. No bullshit answers, man. You know, we we all think very deep and we very smart. So like right. with this special episode that we're doing every single month, we want to really dig deep on topics. You know, we'll talk about certain topics on other episodes, but we can't really dig super deep on them because we also have to talk about the person's profession. But right now, we're about to dig deep into our three topics. So, you know, really talk about what you got to talk about. I ain't going to interrupt no more anyway, though. Go ahead, Ronnie. Do your thing. I mean, money versus life. I should have. Because it's low-key from an anime. Y'all know I'll be watching that anime stuff or whatever. I'm going to get y'all hip eventually. You know, maybe it might take another four or five years. But I'm going to get y'all on there. You too, Jay. But uh, basically, it came from there's a character in this show, One Piece. And if you could see the... Not the big poster, but the one on the side right here. That's the show right there. One piece. Uh, Her name, Big Mom. So like one of her powers is she can like take half of your life, like energy. So like basically if you're going to live to 70 years old, it she'll take it. You only live to 35 or you can like do whatever she asks. Like she has like a little thing she spends. So like whatever she asks, you got to do it, like work for, her. you know, go fight somebody, do whatever it is. So money versus life that bring me like. If you really like, because, you know, we all aspiring to be something. We all have our goals, our careers. Um, So, like, if you were, like, having to choose between, like, all right, I'm going to pick a job and I'm going to work and I'm going to get so much money. I'm going to get a lot of bread. Like, I'm making whatever it is, you know, making a lot of bread is to you this per week, this per month, this per year. But I don't have no life. Like, all the stuff we do, trips. What like getting married, doing all that, like not that you couldn't get married, but it wouldn't be no big planning thing like that. It'd be just a small boom back to the grind. Like if you had to choose between a life like that where you made so much money, but you almost didn't have time to spend it. Would you choose that or would you choose a life similar to like what you're living now, where it's like you do have a life like we are able to do things that we want to do. We are able to take trips. We are able to, you know, spend time with family, friends and whatnot. Because it's like, I think of like an attorney, like they working constantly, like ain't no real holidays or vacations for them. You know, they working constantly on a case when they get that case for however long it may take. And then, you know, like a truck driver life, like they 60, 70 hours a week on a road, you making good bread, but you're not able to spend that. You're not able to be with your family, see your family the whole week, weeks at a time. Obviously, Rose probably has more, I would say experience with the part of like just having to do it because you in the military so like you get stationed you know like your family not gonna be there but i'm just talking as as far as like you don't got no free time like all you doing is just making money you got bread but you can't never really spend it all right i got i got two questions for you on that then before i even try to deep dive into that one if we are to discuss and pick a side you got to let me know, based off of the life side, how much money do I have, number one? And then my second question would be, is it whatever I'm picking in terms of making money, is it something that I enjoy doing or or what? Like I mean, what's, mo- the, what's the standards on this argument? It depends because, honestly, like, I guess it would depend on the profession. So in my scenario, it's more so like you just, that's all you doing. Like, even if you love it, you're not really able to do anything else that you love, if that makes sense. So like, 
you're loving the job. Like you could love doing like engineering or, you know, but you're doing, imagine what you're doing, but you don't get to fly nowhere, see your family, see your friends. You getting more bread, probably double what you're making, but you're not able, like you're not afforded that kind of flexibility or free time. And I'm not saying that it would necessarily be like that in your position, because obviously you're there and you know what it takes, you know, to be there or not. But I'm saying like there's some probably, you know, like I think of the truck driver thing and the attorney thing, because like I that's I actually know people that are in those professions and like they talk about that, you know, but I just I want to see like, what would you really pick? Because it's like, why do people do those jobs then? If you're not able to. Why would you want to make. Go ahead, Jim. Love it. Let me go ahead and start off. So I was kind of in that position, right? With Amazon, with choosing Amazon and the military. Mm-hmm. So Amazon wanted me to work X amount of hours, X amount of days. The military wanted me to work less. I mean, obviously it was like a little pay cut in between the two. Amazon was paying more. Right. But I chose to stay with the military just because it is. So work-life balance, I always ask that kind of question yeah. when uh, I'm getting interviewed because at the end of the day, I mean, like you're going to work for the next 20, 30 years. You have to, to, mm-hmm. to stabilize yourself. But life, like you don't know when that's going to end. So you have to enjoy it while you have it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to always choose life, but it really depends on what the what the difference is in pay. Like yeah. if it's a few thousand, nah, I'm cool on that. Right. But if it's like, no, but- like tens of thousands... I might choose to work. It That's how like is it a, it's an amount. And then and then at the end of the day, I mean, like when you working, although you may enjoy what you're doing, you're gonna have your ups and downs at work. You're not gonna exactly. wanna be there. Some days you don't wanna be there. But if you're spending your weekend, I mean, if you spending work, like working 12 hours, 13 hour days, nah, I'm cool. You can miss And me. then Kenny, I'm gonna let you talk, but I wanted to expand on that because I know I have a friend that is in that position where a lot of the times, like last week, he just worked all seven days. Week before that, he just worked all seven days. Like the mandatory 12s, you know, mandatory overtime, all that. But he's getting bread. He's getting two, $3,000 a week, you know, checks, which is decent, you know? I mean, obviously people can make more, but that's decent for him. So, but he he complains about not having no life. Like you talking about work life balance. Like he literally yeah. like, bro, I I have to do a. He's like, I I go home and I have two hours to myself. Then I got to go to sleep. Be back there at ten. Work till twelve the next day. Right. Like so. My my thing is like my ultimate goal is work less, make more. Mm-hmm. It's not to it's not to work x like twelve thirteen hour days <laughs> and make a decent amount of bread. That's just not for me. I mean, everybody like I don't like working that much. Honestly, I like spending my time doing other things instead of sitting behind the desk or picking up boxes and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you can it's people that like doing it. It's people that me, like nah. working. Yeah, like that. For me, nah, especially like working, working one job and then going right to the next. I need mm. I need a break. I need to I need to just cope with myself, do anything I feel like doing, not on somebody else's time, but on my time. So, Kenny, I want to hear your response, man. What would you pick? Like, money why? or life? Life, because why would you even want to put yourself to that situation with having to work that many hours just to make a little bit of money? Even if it's a lot, even 
even if it's a lot of money, you, you're not going to be able to enjoy yourself with that money if you're at work all the time. And then eventually, if you're at work all the time, you're going to get tired of going to work. You're not going to want to do it. But what and if you not, love it? It's not even. That's what I'm even, saying. I think I think that's an unfair question altogether. Money versus life. I'm keeping it real. Because I, even if you love it, at the end of the day, you're going to get tired of not doing anything else but that. Can I say this? Do you think it's ever been a job or you think any of y'all will ever encounter a job where you'll love it that much to work seven days a week, multiple weeks in a row? Because people do shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I do. I can't. And, and the only reason you why I would so? say that. Yeah. The only reason why I would say that is because the stuff that I do now, I do seven days a week. So I'm, okay. I'm not I'm but not you, really. But are you putting in 16 stuff? hours a, yeah, a day? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like you work, like you work like the whole day. Else. Yeah. But, but this, this is what we'll do. We'll go. Good. We'll we'll go back to when I was in when I was in college. Rodney, know you know too. All y'all know I was working three jobs and going to school. But did you enjoy and still yourself had at the time end of the day? To, yeah, because I still had time to do things. This is what we can't really say money versus life because that's that's a really tough question. Because if you work sixteen hours a week, let's say you sleep four. Now you got you got you got a couple. I mean, sixteen hours a day. My bad. And you sleep four. Now you got four hours to do whatever you want. So I, I can't really say that I would choose but money or me, life. It just you depends. Me, you telling me you can do that over the next 20, 30 years until you retire? If that's, that's, that's what that's, needs I to be. I that's going to drive see, me crazy. I can't see anybody doing that. And that's why people That's why people switch so many jobs now. That's why people get burnt out. All that kind of stuff. Because that, 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 that lifestyle is unrealistic. It's unrealistic I mean, for the for the time. But being, the question maybe. is as well. But no, I was going to say, really I was going to say to well. you, you said you had three jobs. I'm talking about one thing. It, but it doesn't even matter. Even if it was one thing, I had to have three different jobs. So I had to get those hours. I can get but those the, hours. But the burnout me? would be more, you, you would be more prone to burnout doing one thing than you are. Three but that wasn't the things. question. The question is, the question was, wasn't, are you going to get burnt out? You can get burnt out on patient by picking life. I, I traveled for three weeks in a row. I was burnt out. I was well, true. You right because the question is money. So I mean, whatever ways you making money, it don't necessarily have to be yeah, one job. It, it really, I just think that's a that's a good question for sure. I just think that question is so unfair towards the one side. Of course, naturally, you're going to choose life because I mean, we're we don't know how long we're going to all be here, but. We do need money. Like if we choose life and we ain't got no fucking bread. Yeah, I mean, you need money, yeah. <laughs> what does but, it matter? I mean, but it's a balance, so you can't you can't give away your life just to make a bunch of money, but the you question, can't be out there living your life. But that I'm wasn't the question. Money. I'm just addressing the point you brought up, my bad. Well, I got the answer. What's the answer? <laughs> I'm choosing, I'm choosing money and life. There you go. That's like that's what I'm trying that's to say. Not, like, that's, that's not answering your question, though. You said money answer. or life. You didn't say you could pick both. I you think you got to go one it, side of the fence. It's, it's, it's my life, so I can choose, and they're <laughs> synonymous because I can do money and life, like you're saying. I could work every day. I don't have to work 18 hours a day. Yeah, I not could to, work every not day. To sustain though sustain what you're doing, though. No, no. Like the but, lifestyle that you're living, you okay with 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 that amount right. of money that you're making and all that kind of stuff. But there's people that do think like that. Like I'm saying, like with my friend and stuff, like he literally is on the, I chose money over my life. He said he's not going to resume his life really until next year. Well, let's get deep. Is he happy? Is he happy? No. He's happy with what he's doing with his, it's on that trust the process stuff. Cause you know, you're trying to like get right. Like 
healthy and everything, get his bread, you know. So it makes sense. But let's let's dig deeper into just that right there, though. So if, for example, if he is okay with the life that he has right now where he constantly works, why is that? Why is that? Like, because you got to think about it. Like, for for example, for me, what I'm making right now is good money. It's cool. But I mean, y'all saw my status the other day. I want to take it to the next level. Like, that's really my goal. If that requires more work, that requires more time, um, more time away from my life where I'm having fun and, you know, having a good time with y'all, I might have to do that. And that's, that's something that I would be interested in because I have a goal further on in the future. So let's say your friend, if his goal is I'm a every single day I can for the next five years. So when five years come, I don't have to work. That's totally different then. So he chose, he chose the, the money situation for that time. But then five years from now, he's choosing just, well, we still have to balance both. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I said so, that my thing is I want to work less and make more money. So that's kind of ties back into that. I feel like. But how do you plan to do that? If, if you choose in just life, if you're not willing to sacrifice in terms of having to make more money and having to put in work. So then that's the question then. So basically, you're almost saying that you have to choose money first. So then you can choose life is what you're saying. That's, that's what I remember all the other episodes where I say I, I focus so much on trying to start a business, trying to continuously grow, trying to continuously learn. Because a lot of people think that I'm in love with money. But what I always say on the podcast, I'm not in love with money. I'm in love with freedom because I know what comes with money, freedom. That is my main objective. I don't want to go so far into enjoying life, having a good time where I fail to realize that I don't have no damn money, especially for the future. Like right now, we spend a lot of bread, which is cool, but it could change in a matter of seconds. Like one of us could have a kid, bro, tomorrow. And I was about to bring up kids. I was going to say. So would kids change the circumstances? I think it would for a lot of people because oh, yeah. at that point you don't you really don't have an option to choose life if you're doing it right because you would have to choose money to support the kid. But at the same time, how would your family feel if you choosing straight money? You know what I mean? I, I understand that you have to provide for them, but if you don't spend time with them, I mean right. that can go uh, that can go south real quick. Yeah, because how are you gonna how are you gonna be able to choose the money path if you don't have no support from like friends and family, you know, cause that, that's why like, like months going through it, like working all these days, that'd be taking a toll on people, man. I can end from you a perspective of, uh, yeah. <laughs> from a perspective of like your, your, your family and, and your, and your work life. So for example, my mom, my mom works days or she has 14, 15 hours in order to connect with her more. You know what I can do? I can go to her office. I can go to her house and help her in terms of, you know, in shirts. We can work on this together. I could heat press some shirts. I could, you know, tag some joy for her. A bunch of different options. She's still choosing money, but she's also choosing life because I'm I'm assisting her now. So I'm but there right with her. There, there's that, there's there's a but then, then that goes back to the point that you can't even answer the question. You can't go to either side. I said it was this from the beginning. But then you're yeah, talking about you now at the age of 25. We talking about what if it's a it's a newborn yeah. baby? You know what I mean? Like you the have to change not your whole. Care. That's true. They not because they not gonna care. Gonna but what about the them. what about the what about the the woman that is taking care of the baby day in and day out? Ooh. 
Like she gonna need a Ooh. break as well. Ooh. Yeah, but I mean, so that's I mean, so to give her a break means that you have to sacrifice. So you have to choose money first. Because <laughs> I mean, how you gonna give her a break? You ain't got no bread. So that's to give her a break, you have true. to choose what? Life and not that's, no bread. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Like you want her to have freedom? You want her to free time like, you know it requires freedom and free time money but you i ain't guess, got no bread I guess the, how can you I give guess, her some time off that goes back to you gotta be you gotta be ready to have a kid before you actually have one so yeah you, hey, you know that's, you that's that, deeper down there. that's already, a whole different yeah, we just took a left turn <laughs> hey jaquan how many jobs you said you had bro three <laughs> <laughs> in school, three jobs, three and jobs. High school, and, and I was still having fun with y'all though. We still was hanging out in the indie. We still was going to. So it's that's because you ain't get no sleep. That's what I'm about to say. Like, do you really want to enjoy your life as well as enjoy money? I was willing to sacrifice somewhere, and it was frozen. <laughs> it was, like, it was sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it just really depends. That's why I don't know. Like. That question is just so unfair because you got to think about it from a perspective of a truck driver. Maybe folks like being on the road. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe he don't you have to at that like, point. Yeah, maybe he like money, but he also like life and his life is happening to be him being on the road. Like that might be the thing that he enjoys the most. So I feel like that's a of question. To ask. That's, that's a good question, but I don't think we're going to ever get an answer really. Like personally, I would probably choose money because i know what comes with me which is freedom in the future like i'm willing to sacrifice a couple of years of my life and go through hell if it means that in five years i have more freedom than all y'all i'm willing to do that so i don't have to balance but on the other side it is like i'll miss out on for example i would have missed out on kenny's wedding i would have missed out on the bachelor party i would have missed out on this i would have missed out on that but we got people that missed out on these things and, and, and still chose life so I got something you're not taking into account for, though. What's up? So when you choosing money like that and you working like really working, like you were saying, you had three jobs and all that. You know what's taking a hit? Health. Health. That's fact. So you willing to now? Obviously, you did it, but I'm saying for the long, long term, like if you was doing this, or the question into 30s, 40s, you you going to? I'm asking you. You still going to choose money, knowing that you could potentially forfeit your yes. health? Not Put yourself part of the question. If not? it was, if, if it was, I'm choosing health it over all. It wasn't the question. We discussed it. Money's I'm coming. Or that's coming I'm choosing away. health over all of those. I'm choosing health over money in life. No, I'm, I'm saying that's a repercussion of choosing money. And because so people, it could be, uh, health could be a repercussion of choosing that if you choose life as well. Because what if you, you drink nonstop? Well, and, you have time. You that to, too. But you have time. I'm not saying that you're not getting no bread, but I'm just saying you get, like I'm, that's why I said comparing it to a no time bread like or now. Slow bread is no bread. This guy, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm comparing it to like us now almost because like we have the opportunities to take care of ourselves, go on trips. We have free time. I'm talking about a mug that like a truck driver or like my friend, like he be wanting okay. to go to the like like he's he's trying to go to the gym and do all this other stuff, but like really the job is not allowing it almost because. You're working every day and then you get off, you're exhausted. And it's like, you don't even have the energy to really do that or cook or whatever. Not that you caught it, but I'm saying, I mean, yeah, but let's say somebody that works even more hours, like a truck driver, 
They don't have time for that. I don't know, bro. I got a truck driver that used to uh, GNC favorite, bro. Every two weeks, bro, he used to stop in, probably spend like $400, $500. He was a most joyful dude. Dude was skinny. Dude had a wife. All of that, like kids. All, well, I, I, I know, really I know a, a guy that was down bad. That was that was on a road for eighty hours almost, bro. Like he had time to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just. I mean, I, I don't know. Man. I guess it, but even when you do, like something going to take a hit. But to go back to your question about health, I still think like even if we use our lifestyles for example, health. If I choose life more over money. There's repercussions for my health as well, which is me traveling nonstop and getting drunk every day, having the time of my life, eating shitty foods. Or I could be at the crib, focusing on my craft, getting better at what I actually want to do, building businesses, eating healthy because I'm sitting in my house. I'm not focused on going out, drinking at the beach, going on uh, scuba diving, getting out of scuba diving, margaritas with Kenny. I'm not. You know, so either way, it's still health because all that liquor and all these habits, like maybe smoking weed or whatever. I don't smoke weed, by the way, I'm just using this as an example, guys. Uh, so <laughs> stuff like that could affect health as well. So I, either of them are going to affect health. So let's not. But use that, that depends on what they're doing, though. Like you said, that's that true. Depends. But no, that's that's a good point. So I guess Amen. what there is no answer then. I don't, I don't think so. I know, really. limit does not exist. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Especially because all of us, we like bread a little bit too much to just choose full life. Oh, yeah. Not had no money. That's kind of cut. Well, we're on to the next topic then. <laughs> all right. So this is uh, one that I kind of thought of, which is the white girl missing syndrome. And I, I, I got this based off of what I was seeing on Facebook. So... I think it's what's her name, Gabby Petito. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want her name wrong. Uh, God rest her soul, by the way. But um, GP. What I have noticed, this man gave her a nickname already. Okay, we're going. We're going to call her GP. Uh, so what I have noticed is that it seems like every time like a, a white girl goes missing, it it's just you know everywhere. All over the news, you know, they make such a deal out that specific race, which which is technically the most safe race in America, especially if you I don't want I could back this up with uh, links if necessary, if nobody actually does believe me. But they're the most li- uh, less likely to get killed or get kidnapped, any of that. But anyways, let's continue on to what I have to say. I just feel like uh, the world, especially the United States, focuses much on missing white people they kind of throw the minorities under the bus like even our own surrounding areas like illinois for example i saw way more people posting about gp than posting about jelani day the guy that's actually from illinois and we're all connected from that area why aren't more people sharing him than sharing her so I want to discuss that and just get y'all, you know, y'all thoughts on that. And I'm not saying that we should not be up in the upper, uh, uh, uprace about GP because we should. We should be in the uprace about anybody that's missing. But I just saw this topic and I just want to discuss it. I know it's going to be something where we probably going to get some uh, some harsh criticism about, but that's OK. Yeah. That's what podcasts are for. 
Well, let me go ahead and roll my sleeves up because I'm going to jump off the deep end on this one. Uh, <laughs> hey, so let pretty me go much. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. I'm going to put my sleeves back down. (laughs) It's because of the people who's running everything. The the white men are the one who's running the police departments, who's running the FBI. Those are the people that they care about. So they're going to take care of those people first. That's just human nature. That's the people who who look like them, the people they want to protect. And so when a white girl goes missing, you send the cavalry. But when something happens to a black person, it rarely gets any news. That's probably the biggest reason, in my opinion. You think it's society pretty much it's, is your, your answer? Yeah, it's because of the people who's running the police departments and stuff. They It's all the white people that run it. So when one of their kind goes missing or something, they care a little bit more. And so they, they put the resources necessary to go find them. All right, but my question to you, based off of that, is if that's the case, then why is it that we still go out our way to share more about the white missing girl than we do the black missing man or the the Spanish missing man? Because that's us. That's something that we can control ourselves. So why do you think that's still something that we do? We see it in the news cycle more. It's more in, in our face. And so we share it more. We talk about it more. Because that's what other people are talking about. Not enough, I guess not enough people really bring up the conversation enough about missing black people and all that. Just kind of follow it. Yeah, you just kind of follow the trend and and what's going on on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Okay. To add on to to that, I think it's uh, the amount of exposure that you're given. So if the black person is not on the news, you're not going to know that they're missing. You know what I mean? But if they're if they're uh, displaying the white people all on the news, then of course you're gonna know that information and probably try to share that information. So I mean, when it when Jelani Day went missing, like we didn't know that day of. We yes, probably sir. didn't know the following day. We probably didn't know the day after that. So when we got that information, then we shared it. But with the GP, the GP woman we missing, um, I mean, we probably knew right after. So then you start sharing that then. So. Okay. I mean, I had I had a fair share, uh, fair share amount of people sharing a Delani Jelani Day person over the GP lady. That's what, on my what, social media. What race were they? Oh, they was all black. See, that's yeah. a, like a lot, that's, of, that's... a lot of the people. A lot of the people were black. I mean, you have onesies and twosies of other races, but like I said, a lot of them was black. So here's the thing about just that. So on my social media, I did start to see, you know, Jelani Day a little bit more as time ramped up, but it was only from black people. But the GP girl, I saw black, I saw masculine, and I saw white. Why is that? Why is it that I could see 10 black people repost and share about Miss, Mr. Day, but I can't see 10 white folks share Daniel Robinson, which is another missing person, and I guess he's Arizona. Uh, so why is it that we was we would go our way, my parties would go our way to hear, you know, the, the the white race, which is there's nothing wrong with that at all, once again. But it does not seem like they go out of their way to do the same. Because they don't I, care. I'm not sure. Us as people, we care about a GPS as a person, not just as a white girl. We care about her as a human being. The other, the, the white people just don't care enough to, to share the, 
Jelani Days and all the other people that are missing. I just wanted to point out that that's a good point. I just wanted to point out that um, for GP, they actually on TikTok, um, they pretty much solved it. Like they were the ones that solved. They figured out that when they had that interaction where they got a call about domestic abuse and there was like a little video of her. You could see like she's crying from the officer or whatever. They figured out from that video alone, they retraced like. You know, people be like zooming in. They seen that there was like like her flip flop or something from that area. And I guess they sent the information to the police. It's like a whole TikTok video about it. Like people went out of their way to solve this mystery. And it actually led to her being found that she was murdered. So like that's a whole nother level of like commitment and, you know, doing that for her versus like we saying like a Jelani Day or someone of color. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Before you before you continue, I just got a quick question. So you mean to tell me like it was police officers? I don't got TikTok. So it was police officers on TikTok solving murders or these are just regular people? These are regular people. I'm saying like it got that much coverage that people like they have, you know, I don't know if I don't really be on TikTok like that, but I've seen it where they'll like somebody will like go down like all the facts of something that happened and like this happened, this happened. Like they did that for that off of that one video that was shown. It's like on YouTube, like, cause there was like a domestic abuse thing and she's on the camera and like, I'll they're in the band I didn't know that. Yeah. But that's like a new level of like commitment. It's like, I don't think they would ever do that for, you know, someone of color. Um, but I feel like to Rose's point, it's really about exposure. It has a lot to do with the media. And like the outlets, like what they're portraying, you know, I don't really watch the news anymore because it's usually never anything good on there for people of color. If we're being honest, it's usually just like reported killings and whatnot. And, you know, it's really not a lot of reported murders of white people. It's more so like a lot of like if it's a missing case, because they're, it's almost like they want people to feel feel bad about it or they want people to like go out of their way like they did to solve that murder or solve that mystery versus, you know, they're not going to put one of us up because it almost feels like they don't, you know, they kind of trying to sweep that under the rug. Like, Oh, we'll let it, you know, play its course. So I feel like it has a lot to do with just the media and, you know, what we're shown. And, and then from then on, like Kenny said, it's about the trend, you know, which actually would lead into our next topic of social media. Um, you know, it could be used for good. It can be used for bad. But ultimately, I think it the impression that it's left on us is, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's really hard for me to say that it's positive, but I don't know. I feel like it could go either way with that one. Um, but no, I'll you roll my sleeves back up because uh, <laughs> I was going to go off the deep end. But all I'm saying is whenever I see – Something like this, like somebody getting kidnapped or, you know, a school shooting or something out of bounds. Oh, man. My first question that I ask whenever somebody reports, you know what I'm going to say? Oh, man. Were they white? I'm just keeping it two billion. I don't know why it is. I wish history, I wish society would prove me <laughs> wrong. But this is just what it always seems to be. And y'all can call me out. I mean, bring it, please. I don't want to keep asking this because why do I have to keep asking this every time I hear some crazy stuff? Oh, eight people got shot up or a school got shot up, a festival got shot up. I don't really see us doing that if we're being real. Like, I just don't see other races doing that. 
it always seems to be a white person. Not that we're incapable or any other race is incapable of doing that. It's just that's what it seems to be. And then it's like well, we do it, but but I'll correct you real quick. We definitely do it, but the difference is it's not going to get put on the news the same way as if right. you know a white person kills eight people because they just killed eight randomly people. We'll go in the hood and you know do a drive by and shoot at five black dudes. So I mean they don't they don't care about that. They're just going to report us black on black crime. You don't really get a man shot five people writing down this. You know they're not going to do that. Well, when have we shot up schools? We haven't. It's real. Shot up festivals and stuff like. I don't got no answer for you. It's rare that we shoot at random people like it. I, I don't have no answer for you. Usually ours has, you know, hatred built behind it and me, it's poverty and some stuff kind of like story that. behind it. Yeah, this just be ran like and I'm supposed to just believe it's a one off every time. Like how? People are crazy. It might be one off every time. You never know. Man, bro, that boy just took move way out. That boy just moved, walked out of the conversation. <laughs> hey, people are crazy. That's, that's what it is, man. I don't know what you can't justify why they do it. You can't justify why one color does one thing. Okay, you know, since this is a podcast and we have to come with uh, multiple different uh, perspectives, I'll, I'll I'll play I'll play the white person. I would say that you see or think more about white people, you know, shooting up schools, shooting up music festivals because there's more white people here. So you do have more one-offs of crazier people because their population is way bigger than ours. So, I mean, we, if for like 10% of African-Americans that live here in America, I mean, I have one or two people that might shoot up a school, but they got like 65% white people. That could be totally wrong, by the way. I'm just naming a statistic. I just know it's a lot of white people here. So, I mean, they're going to be more inclined to have crazier individuals because they have more individuals. Well, I just want somebody to, I mean, if y'all would be so kind, put me in here a link of some black people that don't shut up some schools. I just want to know if that's really, because I've never heard that, of one. It was that black dude that shot at like the Dallas Police Department, right? That's not a school. I know, but that's that's something that's random. Like you just shot at like five officers that you don't that's know. That's not random. You know, black people don't like the police. Yeah, but that's still random because you can't take out your anger just because you don't like something as a whole out on three people because yeah, what, the what, what if they done did something to him but what if the white people don't like music festivals what if, you know he got bro. his heart they broken love that country one of them what are you talking about they love country bro most bro, of them shot do, that but country some them don't. Up. but some of them don't come on bro. <laughs> we got jokes bro what you got for us rose i i, I really don't know um you like Rod said you do see a lot but again, back to what I was saying, the exposure of it, what's actually on TV or like when you think about it, um, if there are multiple, multiple races getting killed up in that situation, probably the white people going to like raise hell because their kid got shot or something like that. Let black me just people, uh, stop you real quick. Uh, I just wanted to look up if I was correct about the statistics, because I know somebody going to try to call us out. I said 14 percent of, of uh African-Americans, it's 13.4. I said 65% of white people, it's 76.3. So oh they got so way more people. So I guess, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, said, I didn't think it was it, that high. When it's a huge batch like that, then, of course, there's going to be a few people that's, like, not right in the head. 
But again, to what I was saying, when it's just black people getting shot up, it's to everybody else is, oh, that's just a normal day. Like it is what it yep. is. Mm. People come and go all the time. But then when you're shooting up schools and festivals, like I said, with different different races, I mean, then that's when they start bringing it up and it's uh, it's getting spread all over the world. Okay. But well, you do see a lot of you do see a lot of white people doing that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's a fact. That's I just fact. I just and that wasn't I mean, like, hey, if anybody has these links and all that stuff, like, please. And I'm not saying that to say that anybody is incapable of doing because everybody is capable of doing anything a white or black, whoever does. I know that for a fact. I'm just saying from history, from, you know, me watching the news and being aware of current events. That's just what I've been accustomed to hearing or that's just what I see. So, you know, I don't I can't really explain it. Maybe somebody else can explain it better than I can. But, you know, until then, that's just my natural response is like, what was he? What are they like? And I'm not sure. I'm sure that, you know, they might do that for us, too. Like, oh, somebody got (laughs) shot or whatever. Like, I mean, what could we really say? Like the black, you know, I'm not wise enough to really answer those questions. So. Until I can then, answer you know. them. I think you can answer them as well. If you're being honest, we might not. We not. We not. What's not the answer a, to why black people killing black people? Man, I think that's that. That has to go back to a lot of things that we were trained and learned when we were we were kind of taught over the years, all the way back to like slavery, to pretty much hate ourselves. I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing new. Like so, the book that I was reading, um, I I, I gave it to Rose. It's by this dude named uh, Dr. Jawanza Kanjofu. He actually gets into like a real deep topics about black versus white. And then you also got like uh, uh, Malcolm X that said, uh, um, in order to know what um, and in order to know what good hair is, someone had to teach you what bad hair is. So when you think about certain hair, for example, like if I come out with some waves, my stuff popping, you might say that's that's good hair. But then you got another friend that his stuff snappy, which is technically not bad hair, but right. we were trained to believe that it was bad hair. So I, I think, you know who, but I'm saying I can answer the question. The, the, no, the question can be answered. So the question is. What? You heard Malcolm X in that speech. Who taught you to hate you? You heard him in his speech. Like that's we, we kind of know like why we do the things we do. Now, I'm not saying that it's so, only based off of what white people do, because right. also another reason we shoot each other up is anybody would do it if there's in, there's in terms of uh, they're in poverty. You, you don't have no money. You don't have no food. You're going to do some things that you shouldn't have done. Like you go, you might go rob your neighbor so your family can eat. But now you rob me, your neighbor, you have consequences of you possibly getting killed because you disrespected somebody else. And they might be the same race as you. Now it's black on black crime. And then once you kill one black dude, you bound to go, you know, kill another one because damn, you just killed my cousin. Now I got to kill you. But now that I killed you, your cousin want to kill me. Now that you kill me, you're like, it's, it's just, you know, a continuous so, thing that. Right. It's a cycle. So what can be done to stop that? I would say it would, by the way, we are way off topic, which is cool though. I kind of, I, I like this. I, I like this. We are totally off topic, but, uh, one of y'all want to go first before I, I answer this? No, nah, go off. Okay. Uh, 
what I think that could be done easy is give us more resources. When people have more resources and things that they can do, they're going to be less inclined to go out and do stupid shit like rob somebody, like be on a block selling weed, et cetera. If you have more resources, we don't have to go our way to go from the store, like go to the store and steal because we have money. Let me cut in, though, because you said give us more resources. Are you saying that for black people to say that to white people? Or are you saying that for black people to to build with one another? Because when you say build with one another, eventually you would have to work with white people at some point. Because like Kenny said, who is at the top, at, you know, right now? Not that black people aren't in some positions, but oh, majority. Who is at the top? I mean, you can, you can say that. I, when I say give give us more resources, I just mean like anybody. It doesn't have to necessarily be white. It could be black people, <clears throat> you know, growing together and going back to these communities and giving more resources. I think we do need white assistance. I'm not stupid. I mean, they they're 70 percent uh, of America. So we're going to need them. But another thing that Dr. Uh, Jawanja Kanjofu said is you got to stop asking yourself uh, what you got to stop asking. What can you do for me and start asking yourself, what can I do for myself? So that's one of those things where, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can start with ourselves that we can change before we go reach out to them and go talk to them. So I think it's a mixture of everything. We can give ourselves more resources, by, you know, actually asking ourselves that specific question and going to go get it. Then once we get to a certain extent or we do need assistance, we can get it from them. Sounds very pull yourself up by your bootstrap. But I'm just kidding. No, that's good. It is sort of like that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't expect handouts. You, that's you true. Put in the no, work I'm glad. That's, even that's if you I want somebody to, to help you, you still got to put in the work and, and do your part. That's fast. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think I think black people are afraid to ask for help or to ask that's for like a reaching hand from those of a different race. It's, it's more of like a pride kind of deal. So that kind of... Uh, makes it kind of worse you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then back to what jaquan was saying so as kids like we're giving the summer off right so in the summer like you can do whatever you want uh but they do have resources to where you can go to app where you can go to you can go to school you can go to programs all this kind of stuff but if you're in poverty you can't pay for it you can't afford it so in the meantime, you 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 doing bad things. You have bad behaviors now. So when it's time to come back to school, it's like, ah, oh, this is boring. I don't want to do this. So it all starts from a young age. And then that's when everybody starts clashing with each other in the black race. I mean, so like I said, all them resources that they do have, I ask for help, all this kind of stuff, getting programs, getting books, all this. So, I mean, as long as you making your day busy, doing doing productive things and not things to, to tarnish uh your behavior reputation all that kind of stuff then i think uh black on black crimes will probably decrease i'm not saying it's going to be gone completely but it has to start somewhere just to piggyback off that real quick so that goes back to another thing dr juwanza kanjofu yeah, said fine. so he said <laughs> that of what you do most that is what you do best so if you know we are constantly on the block, you know, or playing basketball or fighting, we're going to be some good-ass basketball players. You're going to be some good-ass fighters. You're going to be some good drug dealers. But we're not going to be good teachers, good students, good et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it kind of does start with us. 
But I don't. Like you said, I mean, we need a little, I think personally, we need a little bit more resources before we can get there. But, you, you know, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Like you said a little bit earlier, that's damn near the only way we're going to be able to change because nobody's going to help us. If, mm-hmm. if any race could get help, we're going to be last every single time, every single time. You think maybe it's the mindset too, though? Of, that, of, that, of the black mindset people? Of, or? The mindset of... Oh, I know I'm gonna be last, so absolutely. It but could that's be, trained, yeah. but that's trained as well. Because maybe that—that's more of a. I would say that's more of a pessimistic mindset. But that's trained as well. We talked about this with uh, with Kenny. Remember that one episode where we discussed when we go to work, and everybody is white, and it's just us that are black. I mean, we're we're damn near at the point that we're we're trained. To see, like, when we go into work, it'll be like, oh, okay, this makes sense because white people are smarter. That's 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 something that that's not something that we naturally think. That's something that we've been trained to think. I don't I don't just walk in a room naturally and just think every motherfucker that's white is smarter than me. But when I do walk in a room full of white people, that is an assumption that does come in your head where you're like, damn, okay, I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the right room. I mean, I'll give you that, but I don't I don't walk in and assume that they smart. I just assume that they was they networked and they had the resources to get to that point. That doesn't necessarily mean that they smart. They just have more access than maybe somebody of my color would. So I feel like it has a lot to do with the mindset, just like knowing like, oh, like I'm already going to be last or I'm already going to have to work twice as hard. But why that is a good I know, but I'm going to explain because that is a good mindset because, I mean, sometimes that's going to motivate you to go up and above and beyond. But not everybody is also built like that to where, like, you're just it's almost like that, you know, like survivor. Like, I just got to, you know, I know I'm going to be last. I know I got to work twice as hard. Not everybody can do that, you know. So maybe a different mindset would just be to everybody can do it. Everybody doesn't want to. It's also hard to to try to maintain that mindset of I'm gonna have to work twice as hard and this and this and that. It's hard because because you have you have people that go to college right of another race. They go to college, they drink their way through college. They probably don't even finish college. You know what I mean? But they like, oh, my dad owns this business. I can just yeah. take over from there. So it's like you work you work your hardest. You work twice as hard as the next person. But at the end of the day, your your job is like in the hands of somebody else of another race. So it's it's difficult to, to to maintain that kind of mindset, especially when you see it time and time and time again. It might not happen to you, but you know it's happening to the next person that's African American. That's a fact. So you never it's you, difficult, you never know what you're gonna you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, that's true. It's it's difficult, but it's 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 needed because we're discussing yeah. what what do we do to you know change like how we're doing right now. I it's it definitely is difficult, but what choice do we have? Like we don't have no choice have but to choice. continue to think and grow like this. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna have to work twice as hard. It's, that's never gonna change. Mm-hmm. Ever. I don't think. Only way I that mean, changes is if, if we go if we all go back to Africa, every single one of us, every single one of us go back to Africa and create a new country. That is the only way that's gonna change. Cause they're always gonna be technically, I think they said by like 2050 or something like that. Most people will be mixed with uh, the Spanish race. So they're going to be the next big thing. It, it's not going to be us still to this day. Like we, we're not catching up at all in terms of population. So 
we're going to always have to work twice as hard. I mean, I won't deny that we're going to have to work hard, but I don't think that that mindset is always advantageous for everyone because not not everyone's circumstances. Yes, you're black. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's blanket, but not everybody's circumstances is the same. You know, I feel like I'm more receptive to that kind of mindset because of my background, which is more than me being black, you know, coming from like a single mother and you know, different circumstances coming from adversity, adversity, you know, it's more than just being black, you know, but that is a huge part, of course. But I just I don't want everybody to always just say like, because you get a lot of people that is black and that's just they only excuse like, oh, I just got to work hard or this happens to me because I'm black or so weak. That's weak as hell to me. Like, and it's like you got to know when to, you know, that that is always going to be a part of you, but you can't let that be like a crutch. Like, oh, like this is the reason that this is happening. You can't let that be an excuse. You know, like this is the reason that this is happening to me, or I'm last, or I have to do all this extra stuff because of this. Because I mean, if you think like that, you won't be able to get nowhere because you won't be able to get past that fact. Yeah, you'll be a victim of society, which is what they want, which is what a lot of us are. Not us, like in a particular, because yeah, because we're doing we're doing great. Proud of you know all of y'all. We all black, Absolutely. bro. We doing a we doing a lot. So I just want to say that I'm proud of y'all. But uh, yeah, there we gotta get we gotta get away from. I think as as a, as a race, we gotta get away from always feeling like victims. That's the only way we are gonna be able to really grow. And I know it sucks because we technically really are victims. But right. if you if you constantly think like that, you are gonna constantly feel like that, and you are gonna constantly behave like that. You're gonna and once you that, do that, man. once you do that, I mean, you're not going to go nowhere else. This is where they want us to be. You got to think deeper and higher. So maybe that's the answer right there. Stop feeling like you're a victim and I get off your ass and work a little harder. Yeah, because that's more than just pick yourself up by the bootstraps because, hey, I'll work hard. But if I work hard because like and then something happened and I'm like, oh, man, it's this happened to me because I'm this or it, it's going it's going to nothing yeah hey man well shit we just jumped like we just jumped in you know just (laughs) we just jumped in like three different ways but that's that that was good i like that oh good so uh our very last one yeah social media social media so so, uh i don't even know where to start on this so Let's I'll hand let it off to of, Kenny. Let's hand it yeah, off to I'll Kenny. I'll let one of y'all go first. What is, what is your just thoughts on social media? You know, do you think it's helpful? Do you, you know, overall, do you think it's positive for society, positive for you and your life? Or, you know, you might think it's negative for us. So let me just hear your thoughts. Depends on what you're using it for. Are you using it to connect with friends and family just to see what people are doing? Or are you using it to to either put people down or to shed a light on your life that says, Hey, my life is so much better than yours. And you should, you know, look at me. It just all depends on how you use a tool of social media. It can be used for either good or bad, in my opinion. So to, to piggyback off that, right. So when you have your social media, like uh, they show you videos and whatever, whatever you're entertained with, then they'll continue to show that. So if you entertain with the negativity stuff, they're going to continue to show that. So, I mean, in that case, yes, it'll be a bad thing. But 
like for me, I research like, oh, fun things to do or how to make more money on the side. So then my social media keeps showing me that kind of stuff and I can learn from there. So it's a lot of people that's on social media to, to, to boost positivity, to, to help educate people that may not know. But if you're not looking for that kind of information, then you're not going to find it. Yes and no. And the only reason why I say that is because you can be looking for, for positive information and then get dragged down a hole of negativity real, real easy. Like for me, for example, I, I don't I don't I don't like Instagram. Everybody know that. But I'm, I'm slowly starting to get back into Instagram. I was uh, scrolling through Instagram. I saw Meek Mill had a, a new album coming. But that shit had me geeked. This was last week. I was hyped up. Uh, I keep scrolling, bro. You know, I'm scrolling, just going away. I, I see like this video, like a TikTok thing. So I click on the TikTok video. I'm like, all right, that was funny. I click on another video. Then it was some negative shit. It was like, it was like a, it was like a big ass, like world star hip hop fight. Like I wasn't searching for that at all, bro. It just came out of nowhere. And then once you get into that little tunnel, that tunnel get deep fast as hell. Like, a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Like what, why, once you watch one of those world star videos, you like, damn, I'm going to send this to Rose. This shit funny as hell. This is funny. Yeah. Like, yep. Kenny sent me a video today about that. Some, some dude, was that today or yesterday? Yeah, Molly up yesterday. Yeah. He <laughs> sent me that video. At a Vegas casino, bro. Like, dude hit him so hard, he broke his oh, ankle, dang. bro. Oh, like, man. so that's one of those things where it's like, damn, that's funny, but that. That could have been Rose. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it's funny, but it's, it's not funny. I feel like I personally think social media is 10% good, 90% bad. Especially because, like, uh, I'm reading this book now, <clears throat> which is uh, based off dopamine. You guys know what that is, right? The, the chemical. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the book uh, about dopamine talks about social media. There is, like, this, this um, what's the right word to use this? I'm just going to go to a different type of thing. So the, the, the book talks about how crack cocaine. Crack cocaine, like when you take that, you get this infinite amount of dopamine. You feel great. You you feel you feel amazing. And the same dopamine and high that you get from crack is the same dopamine and high that you get from social media. Like when I was reading that, like that that kind of was interesting to me and kind of scary because I started to think about things. So, for example, I got a cold ass fit on. I got to post a picture of my fit naturally. But you, you, once you start asking yourself, why are you posting this, this photo? Like, you got to really start asking yourself, are you posting this photo because you want more people to see it? Because if that is true, why not just go to Walmart and have 100 people see your, see your fit instead of social media? You post it on social media so you have this select few of people to see your stuff. So you get a different type of high from those people because they might give you better compliments than somebody would at Walmart or something like that. Cause they don't care about your fit. So it's one of those things where it's like, that shit is dangerous when you really think about it. Like even our podcast, we do it unintentionally. Like we'll be scrolling yeah. through and look at our stats and we're like, damn, bro, we just did five fifty for this video. Happy as hell out of nowhere, bro. And then we might scroll by and we see another video. We got it do 200. Like we don't feel so good about it. And, 
it's not something we can really control. I think that's kind of crazy that social media is so addictive and it's so controlling. Like you can't really control like your emotions on that app or any app at right. all. I think whoever invented social media altogether is a genius because absolutely the way that they're yeah. able to play on like our human, like, like you're talking about dopamine, like literally like chemistry, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but I feel like it has a lot to do with us because we're the only generation I could really say that could really speak on this because we came up before it was social media and then the advent of social media. So we were, you know, indoctrinated at a young age. So I felt like now it's like, you know, we we, we say it all the time, like, oh, I'm going to get off social media for a week or whatever. But when have we ever just been off of social media for like it's years? Impossible. Like it's impossible now. And I feel like we'll never really be able to do that because we've been with it for so long. We remember when it came, you know, what it used to be, you know, and it's like almost like that lasting effect of crack cocaine. Like it's almost like we've been doing that for years now. So it's like it's going to be hard to just cold turkey. it. And it's the fact that society made it to a point where you can't cold turkey. it. It's it's tied into anything you do professionally. So it's like, you know, LinkedIn, stuff like that, like that's professional. Like that's people getting, you know, that's the network of jobs and whatever you're trying to do professionally. You're not on LinkedIn. You almost like a a joke out here. Not that you can't do nothing, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I I think it's crazy. And like, you go on there now, like that stuff look like Twitter. They post, they got a whole feed and threads and stuff on them. This is crazy, bro. It's, I mean, it could go both ways with it being a good thing or a bad thing. But have you ever heard, like, when people say um, you can eat something healthy, but you can eat it so much that it becomes unhealthy? Mm. So it's yeah. like with social media, it could be a good thing. But if you own it so much, of course, you're going to have you're going to find something negative and you're going to go down that hole that y'all was talking about. So as long as you limit yourself. Then you should be OK. So, I mean, it's it's good to have those kind of highs sometimes, like looking at numbers like, oh, X amount of people watch my video. Uh, yeah, that's good. But if that's what you that's the only thing that you focus on, if that's your sole purpose, then you're gonna have some uh gonna some negative thoughts about it. Yeah. yeah. But you okay, to, to fight back on that, how do you how do you limit yourself on applications that are meant to make you addicted? Like they they actually have like engineers, behavioral engineers that put things inside of Facebook, for example. I was watching, uh, what is this called? Whatever, fuck it, it doesn't matter. I can't think of what it's called, but I was watching this uh, episode and they were talking about the way Facebook does your timeline. And it is kind of crazy. So like if I post a picture, Rodney might see that motherfucker immediately. Like it might pop up on Rodney's uh, timeline immediately. But, and then maybe 50 other people. But then six hours later, it pops up on your timeline, Rose. And then two weeks later, it pops up on, on Kenny's timeline. Throughout that whole process, you constantly checking your phone for what they said is like the art of maybe, which is maybe I got this new notification. Maybe. And sometimes you do. So how do you limit yourself on something that is purposely pulling you in? It's just, it takes discipline at the that's end of the day. So I mean, how do you do that? If that's what you want to do, then you're going to do it. I mean, that's with anything in life. That's not just social media. If that's what you want to do, then you're going to do it. But if you don't care too much about it, 
then I mean, you're going to be on it all day, all night. I mean, you even said that you have a time limit set on it, right? Yeah. So you don't have to be on it for a minute over that time limit. I mean, if people. But this is the thing, though. I, mean, I want to be on that you, motherfucker, though. That's the thing, you though. You do. You do. Probably, yes. But like I said, that's discipline. You have to discipline yourself to do that. So it's what I'm saying that. is you I'm tell me. I'm not give me give me an example of how 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 that can be done. Like I discipline. I, I basically, you're saying <laughs> have, you have to get to a point. You have to get yeah, to a point even, where you don't want to be on it anymore. I was I was about to say, Kenny. I don't think that's discipline. Me using a timer because I'm I'm not using a timer in terms of trying to. I, I'm using a timer because I, I I need to get away from social media, and I know I need to get away from social media based off of these different type of things. So I, don't, I I can't necessarily say that's discipline because sometimes I'm not going to lie. Like, shit, it got a little ignore this time limit today. Um, nuke it. Ignore that joint. Not continue doing what I got to do. Like, how do we. Then that day you were in discipline. You didn't use the tool. You got it. The discipline is all about the mindset change. You have to want to not be on social media for. But what do you how do you discipline yourself if you want to be on social media? That is my question. Like, if you want to be on it, but you know that you. Because Rose said, lifestyle limit change. your time it's there. It's tough. It's a lifestyle I know, change. I didn't say it was easy. I was just. I know. I'm you saying a... you said limit your time. So I'm saying, because I'm sure somebody is curious of this same question. I'm asking because I know it's we got to find out an answer, fellas. <laughs> it's a lifestyle change. <laughs> How do you do that? If, if so you got to change your life. It's a lifestyle change because back to my point, we grew up in the time where there wasn't social media. So I'm not saying that necessarily you'd be able to see it from that same perspective as when you were like 10 or something, but you have to go back to doing something along them lines. You have to recreate a lifestyle where you don't have to use social media. So think about it back then. Like our entertainment before social media was what? Like books, sports, outside, outside, you know, hanging around with people, uh, you know, doing stuff like that. So you have to really change your life, whether that means, you know, you're replacing being on YouTube for two, three hours with going to the gym or or going, you know, playing, going, playing basketball. That's damn near right. You know, reading a book, you know, like that's and it's hard for me because that's damn near right. Like, yeah. Like and you do it because you read books like we all read books and stuff, but I don't read it like I should. So I know for a fact the time that I'd be scrolling on my stuff on Twitter, Snap, whatever it might be, I could be reading a book. I could be, mm-hmm. you know, playing a game even. I could be uh, lifting. I could be playing basketball. I could be, you know, working on something, you know, some career goals, whatever it might be. It's so many different things you can do. It You have to change your lifestyle. And it's just like dieting or anything else like that. It's a lifestyle change. You have to actually Make it to where, like, that's your life. So where you don't feel like you have to limit or do whatever. Like, that's literally how you live in your life every day. And I don't know that's, how that's, I ever get to that that's point. A, that's a great fucking answer, though. <laughs> that, that's a great answer, bro, because you tied that together. Well, I'll give you that. That's a great answer. Yeah. Appreciate you it. You wanted your answer, bro. You got it. Oh, God. I, that's I need the toughest song. thing to do, though. Like, It's hard, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I, I needed something. I know somebody's gonna give us an answer. But if I if I would have just moved on, then we would have just oh, moved me, on. I knew somebody was gonna have the answer, bro. God, that was perfect. But anyways, bro, let's 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 wrap it. We can really dig you know deeper into social media, but we've been talking for quite a while, so yeah. we'll probably retouch on this a little bit more. But uh, let's wrap up, fellas. 
Y'all know the way we ended. We always ended with uh, some good advice for everybody out there. Uh, if you guys have any book suggestions, you can throw that out there as well. I'll start. So if you guys saw my status the other day, it was uh, something that stayed in touch with me is what I sent you, Kenny, that, uh, that, that one morning, I think it was Tuesday or something like that, where uh, Jordan Peterson, if you guys don't know who that is, you also watch dude, dudes. Bro, gonna blow your mind. Like, free us a lot of stuff that he he make you like really think about your life. And you're like, damn, I do be doing this stupid shit. So, for uh, me, one of his quotes were, uh, contemplate the consequences of inaction. That, like, that's something that really stuck out to me because, for example, drinking, the, I never, I never, you know, fully gave it up. So I felt like, you know, I'm still good. I still do what I need to do. I still handle my business. Like, everything is going well. But one of the consequences of not, giving it up altogether is I have, you know, a crazy amount of migraines, which I've always had, but they seem to be a little bit worse. Another thing is I'll, I'll have to shift my time based off of something I did the night before because I was drunk. So let's say I went out at 10 PM with the homies and usually I wake up at 4 30 AM, but now that I went out and I'm drunk, I'm not even getting home till 4 30 AM. So now I'm sleeping till nine. Now I skip my morning workout. Now that I, I skip my morning workout, I also skip my morning breakfast. Now that I skip my, my morning breakfast, I've also skipped out on my alone time that I have for myself to reflect. So and it's one of those things. Track. Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't really realize the inaction of certain things because you, you still see your life as a success. You know, you still see your life like I've achieved this. I've achieved that with this. So I know I'm good. I can still use this. I'm, but you're missing out on so many other opportunities to better yourself because you, you aren't willing to just get rid of it all together. So that's just an example of what I thought was just dope as hell from listening to Jordan Peterson. Right. Anyone want to go to the next? Um, mm. Rose? <laughs> Let me see. Mine would be, I mean, don't be so stuck on the little things. I mean, it's probably cliche. But uh, like when Rob was talking about the mindset, so yes, we have goals and all that kind of stuff that we want to make, yes. But there are obstacles that uh, distract you from actually reaching that goal in whatever time you have uh, planned out for you. Um, don't get so stuck on it. I mean, everybody goes through something. It's always bumps in the road, but as long as you uh, stay focused, stay on track, I mean, you could pursue it. That'll probably be one. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let Kenny close this out. So mine would just be accountability. Um, I feel like I've touched on this very early on, but I'm coming like back. Like episode three or four. One or two. Yeah. But accountability. Um, I just say that because, like, that's the only way you're going to really be able to grow if you're just accountable for your actions, whether that be good or bad, um, you're not going to really be able to get to the bottom of problems if you're not accountable, um, whether that be a problem with your relationships with people or a problem with you, um, you know, in the workplace or whatever it might be, whatever issue or area you have in your life. Um, if you're not accountable for the actions or the inaction that you're, you know, taking or not taking, then you won't be able to grow. So that's important. Okay. Okay. Kenny, what you got for us, my brother? Mine would be don't settle for mediocrity. Don't be okay. complacent. Don't be happy in whatever situation you're in. Always try to 
get to the next level. Always, and then to tie into that, I always want to celebrate your wins when they come, and then after that, get back on the grind. So just don't ever settle. Okay, I I like that. I like that. Well, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate y'all jumping on because y'all don't have to do this. This is like me and Rodney thing, but yeah, now we're going to have y'all on a little bit more, so it's going to be a way for us all to connect. It's nice seeing you know, my brothers, so uh, just thank y'all, and uh, we appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. Be, be smooth, Much man. Be smooth, yeah, fellas. Enjoy y'all day. All right, y'all. Uh...